0: Hello and welcome to the Rigori podcast, the show that's doing for Italian football what Rudy Garcia and Walter Mazzari have done for a Napoli title-winning team. <laughs> I'm Giancarlo Rinaldi, and I'm furious about a draw. And I've got my cousin here as well, who I suspect might be in similar fetal.
1: Yes, indeed, fresh, v- fresh off that, off that frustrating draw, which I'm sure yes. we'll discuss.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, we're, we're here recording earlier on a Sunday because we wanted to get that kind of fresh, raw feel to the pods. I'd I'd say let's just go straight into that. Mark. Okay. A bit. Yeah, the yeah. final whistle just blown on a 2-2 draw for Venezia against Modena twice in the lead.
1: Um, what are they what are the feelings? Are they are they broadcastable? <laughs> Not really. No. No, I frustrating is, is the is the overwhelm frustrated is the overwhelming feeling because you know, especially after Cremonese drew Como lost, um if we had won today we'd have been back in second on our own. Um and really it was a game where I thought I mean they kept showing the 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 possession stats kept flashing up as sort of 50-50, which I found incredible, because I thought we were easily the better team throughout the whole game. We didn't create a huge amount, admittedly, but we did get ahead twice, as you said. Um, one for a penalty at the end of the first half, uh, and then, you know, they scored a goal from 30 yards, which was one of these... It's funny, isn't it? Because when a, when a player scores a goal from 35 yards you automatically think, oh nice, nice goal and everything. But I, to me it was a decent shot. I thought the keeper could have done better and I thought um I thought we shouldn't have let him shoot from there as well. So I was a bit annoyed about that. Then Poe and Powell blasted one in and then the ref gives a penalty for something that you know man gets past our defender, keeper jump Joranen comes out to get the ball there's a coming together between the two now. Joranen I think, shouldn't have jumped in. He didn't need to. The ma you know, the ball was already going nowhere. Um, but the, the the angle that they showed the ref because you saw it on the VAR screen. I cannot possibly see how he can have decided that it was a penalty when he didn't give no, it in the first place. It, it didn't look yeah,
0: that. I mean, I was late to the game, but I did see that, and it didn't look like. It's that clear and obvious thing. It's that gla- was it such a glaring error? Didn't appear to be, especially when, as I say, the freeze frame, the slow motion, looked like highly inconclusive that there was a foul involved in the move and to give that decision. The, the only criticism I would have of Venezia was that I thought they didn't really go for the jugular when they were in the lead. The kind of Sat back and I, I know that's a that's a that's a tried and tasty Italian tactic but I, I don't know if they as you say they looked a better team to me thought they could have maybe been a bit more bold and pushed on for for an extra goal that would have avoided that that late heartache? Is that a fear? Yeah, I, th- I think that
1: is fair. I think part of it stems from the fact that we've been leaking so many goals that he probably worries that if we do that, there's a risk of catches on the break, but then the catches on the break anyway you know, and get the goal. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think you are maybe best pushing forward. I think the other thing that today showed is that, unfortunately, he has no options on the bench, really. Um, it, it, certainly, when you're talking about. Um, up front, you know, we we played Pierini today up front, who is a frustratingly inconsistent player um, and uh, he's he's now got into this habit of bringing Olivieri on, who is completely useless, like I've never seen the man do anything good uh, on a football pitch, and um, and you know, Q and, and hat trick next week. Yeah, well, we think. get your uh, get your money on that. But, but, but no, he is, and I think it must. He must be told you're not allowed to bring Sheryshev on. I, I assume he's got an appearance fee or something that they don't want to pay. Um, so you know, it, it's pretty predictable what we do in the second half in terms of substitutions, and and Paolo had a great game, scored two goals, but he he was knackered by the end of it. Buzio had run all over the pitch for, for 85 minutes, knackered. So I do feel that the squad depth isn't quite there. Um, but at the same time, uh, we've been... Uh, you know, the teams we've played against, I still think we're... Like, I thought we were a better team against Moda. And I suppose the thing I would say is that, uh, you know, I want that second place. I want to get direct promotion, but in the playoffs, there isn't really a team down there that I would overly fear at the moment from what I've seen so far. But, I mean, I suppose Palermo are coming on to a bit of a hot streak. Como um, and Cremonese have improved. Um, So, you know, I'd rather that it wasn't something I had to worry about.
0: Yeah, because it can be, those playoffs can just be, I mean, I think every team's had their streak yeah. And that's the thing, yeah. is that you don't want to leave yourself open to the team that has its streak at the right time. You know, I mean, you you want to get that second, I think we've all agreed that Parma look to have that strength and depth, maybe that Venezia don't have, and some of the other challengers. Como, we were singing their praises, but as you say, they got a bit of a, set back from Palermo, probably the performance of the week to beat them 3-0. So, you know, any of these teams that are in the mix could hit that hot streak. And that's the that's the danger, I guess, yeah. if you go into the playoffs, that you're always open to even the team that sneaks in on the last day can often be the one that, that pops up there. So, I mean, a frustrating... Afternoon for you, and let 's just go straight carry on that <laughs> carry on that theme and see a frustrating afternoon for me as well where I mean Fiorentina's pretty poor in um, two thousand and twenty four continued i mean we did have that brief the brief sunshine of of a thumping of Frosinone, but since then it's been doom and gloom, beaten midweek by you know a much better Bologna side. And then and then a draw in the Tuscan Derby, which avoided the embarrassment of it could have been the first time ever that Fiorentina had lost both Tuscan derbies to Empoli in a season, having lost the first one. But they were it was a pretty miserable performance. I mean where we I think Venezia there were some signs for optimism. Yeah. There, there wasn't a lot of optimism on Fiorentina were pretty poor in the first half, but scored a nice goal, Beltran, a eh, a nice turning shot that that kinda go of got into the bottom corner. And that that should have been Job done. But the one thing Empoli have got is a lot of pace on the break with the especially brought on Cancellieri, they've got Niang. Yeah. You know, they can not trouble you that way, but Fiorentina 1-0 up, managed to get caught on the counter having you know, maybe they should have been more <laughs> defensive. I don't I don't know. But it's not in their DNA, it's not in their style. So they were trying yeah. in their own lethargic, predictable way to kind of get the second goal and got caught in the break, and I mean another one that was, this wasn't, this didn't go to VAR, the ref gave the penalty, I, I thought maybe he could have fouled his man outside the box, <laughs> he certainly tried to, um, and then put hands on Cancelieri in the box, and you know that's only going to lead to one thing. The man falls over, the penalty's given, it's never going to be overturned. And Niang tucked it away nicely. And then, you know, I think the frustrating thing for me after that was one, that Fiorentina couldn't, you know, didn't have the wherewithal with all to create very much. It was very slow and predictable, but also that infuriating Italian thing, which I think you got a bit of it from Modena as well of, lying on yep. the ground every two seconds for an injury. I mean that, how how these players can be you know until the equalizing goal goes in, they're running around like madmen an and suddenly right, exactly. cramp kicks in the moment they've got their equalizer, these terrible injuries and cramps kick in and you know they're they every time they're touched as a Kambiagi in particular was I mean only echoing what Biragi his rhyming namesake, and the other fact can do was roaring with agony every time anybody went near him to try and win a free game. and that just it compounds the frustration. As I say, it's not hard. It, I mean, almost all teams do it, especially if they're getting you know a result that, that that ultimately could be the difference between Empoli, you know, staying up and getting relegated. I'm not really having it. Well, I am having a go a bit, I suppose, but it just it's it, it has me. I don't have much here left. But I'm pulling that out when I watch games like this, and you know, and there were four minutes of injury yeah. time given, which then you watch about a minute and a no, half go right. by yeah, yeah. for treatment yeah, as well, yeah. so it drive you it drives you daft. I, I suppose we should speak of of other of other teams i mean the, the, there's been a bit of a has there been a bit of an emperor's new clothes um scenario unfolding with Juventus over the last couple of yeah. couple of games uh, we didn't we we recorded before the the Udinese debacle and and now a draw with Verona that really i mean with with Inter winning comfort, uber comfortably um against Salernitana it's made the title race a bit of a a bit of a known event hasn't it
1: oh absolutely uh, yeah I, I think that that derby ditalia seems to have been a dividing line and since then I don't know if the belief has gone out of Juve's players or, or what, but it, um, yeah, th- there's no question about who's going to win the title this year now. And I suppose the question is, will Juve hang on to second place at, at this rate? Because it, Well, you're right.
0: I mean, they were recording before Monza-Milan, but I mean, Milan, <laughs> Stefano Pioli out camp will be be infuriated that they keep getting results. They had a good win in Europe. Granted, it wasn't the competition they'd like to be in, but they're actually one of the most in-form teams in Italy since they've gotten his back. And that yeah, they could pinch second place. And to be honest, they look a better team than Mm -hmm. Juventus do on current form. I mean, Juve, uh, I thought it was ironic that Udinese did unto them what they've done to yeah. so many teams and whether one shot on target beat them. But then they were back they reverted to type again against Verona where Verona had I think nine shots on target to four, you know, and that to me that is just unforgivable for a you know a UV team should be out shooting Verona. You know, a Verona team that's pretty much stripped itself of all its best players and seems to have found quite a few good players as well, you know, and produced a pretty good performance there, another important point for them. So, fair play to them. I think it means that, you know, that battle's sort of semi-interesting, but the real excitement at the top end of the yeah. table is going to be for this fourth and potentially fifth Champions League. Yeah. Because, uh, as I understand it anyway, if, if if the Italian form in Europe continues... Then the door is open for five um, Champions League places. I
1: mean, who 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 do you fancy to get that on on current form, Marco? On current form, I I think I seriously think Bologna have a have a good chance. I mean, you keep it's one of these things. I suppose that you always think it won't last. It won't last. Some you know the season is long, et cetera. Et cetera. But you know another good win today in Rome against Lazio and and. They they just are they play good football they're an exciting team um, so I, I think they've got a great chance of, of yeah getting... I, the one thing I would
0: say uh, which you know is is both their strength and maybe a potential Achilles heel and it was highlighted enormously against Fiorentina is that it's very clear who the first choice players mm-hmm. are in that Bologna squad. You know the start, and you could pretty much name Thiago Mota's starting living assuming everybody's fit. And I mean, that to me, it was in... Inco- I know Fiorentina are playing in more competitions, but seriously, you couldn't name other than Terraciano in goals. Could you be sure you were naming who is first choice in any position mm-hmm. for that Fiorentina side? Hardly, you know, maybe Nico Gonzalez. You'd have said Bonaventura up until you know, the, the January break, but it appears his head's been turned possibly by talks of a, a move to, to Juve. I don't know what's going on there. So, you know, a, a very big contrast. And that's what Bologna have got, just this very strong unit that, that looks, you know, it looks really good from from back to front. So my worry would be about that if, if a Zirkzee or an Orsolini or a Ferguson got injured. Yeah. Uh, are the deputies? Are the deputies good? Because the other big contender who've hit a real hot streak are Atalanta.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, and they
0: they've shown before that they can um, get into Champions they, League. Yeah,
1: they know how to, they they know how to ride out this bit of the season, I guess. So they have that experience that Bologna don't, and that may well tell at, at the end of it. But you know, I, I just think it's great for. You know, we we both support teams that are um, uh, not the most trophied um, teams, and you know if, <laughs> that's an understatement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if if if, if uh, you were a Bologna fan this season, it must be incredible. You know, it, uh, just to be in that mix and to be seriously contending for the Champions League next year it must be uh, amazing. Absolutely exciting times. And as you know, I
0: mentioned Atalanta there, they had a, uh, well, a, a more than expected win over the wheels, seem to have come off, so I yeah. swallow. I do have severe concerns about their future in Serie A. But I wanted to just give a, a name check to I mean, Italy's got an amazing crop of goalkeepers just now, but none more so than, a boy, that impressed us in the youth Italy set up and is now doing the business for Atalanta in Serie A. Marco Carnese gave me one of my favourite orders <laughs> when I go to the delicatessen as well. But no, he had a great game at the weekend. I mean, I don't know if you saw, he saved two penalties. Well, I mean, it was the same penalty, I suppose, because it was retaken. But, he, you know, he went one way, he went another. And and he also had a string of great saves, And, and uh, mostly at when it was only 1-0, I think. So, you know, it could have been potentially game-turning game turning interventions. So he's knocked out, you know, Juan Musso, who's a highly regarded goalkeeper. So, you know, I don't know. We maybe don't have so many choices up front I to know, stick the ball in the net. How many but
1: goalkeepers we've
0: to, to keep yeah. the ball out of the net, there's a, a, a big area of choices. And he's he's been a big part of, uh, of the good that Atalanta been doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I... Yeah, it would be. It's funny how that comes along, isn't it? That that there are these sort of generational positions and then suddenly you're flooded with talent in a particular position. And yeah, there are. I mean, there are so many good goalkeeping options um, for Italy at the moment. Um, But as you say, I would like, I would love it to, to, to change slightly to see some... Italians scoring goals. Yes, that that not so
0: much that not so much happening. The the last thing I wanted, to ask you Marco, was where you know that that battle is is going to be one of the certainly maybe not you know Champions League, but for all the European places, it's going to be exciting to the end of the season. How far down do you think we can draw the line to say these teams have a genuine hope of Europe? I mean, Fiorentina, despite their miserable run of form, are still in the mix for that, Napoli, Lazio, Roma. I'm I'm, I'm
1: drawing it. I'm just looking at the table just now. I think at the moment I would draw it at Genoa, um, at 12th place, which is, yeah. is, is uh, which like, is incredible. Uh, yeah, it is incredible to, not only that it's Genoa and Monza that you're talking about in 11th <laughs> place and being in that that discussion, but so far down the table that there is that there is that excitement. There is something to fight for there. Um, so Amazing that Torino, one of the teams, that, I mean I've,
0: I know a few Torino fans and they say that they're a team that musters the fewest shots on goal in Serie A and it's true their level with Salernitana um, you know they, they literally sit through games praying for a shot <laughs> on goal to actually, you know, not even a goal, just a shot on goal to, to celebrate but they, they got the job done um against poor Lecce um at, at the weekend. And yeah, they're they're in the mix as well, despite maybe not being that entertaining to watch. You know, I mean I think I think Genoa probably survival in that first season back is is the target. But, you know, Monza I guess we're we're recording early. You know, if they could get something out of their game with Milan then, you know, they have to have an outside shot because as see, say Fiorentina keep tumbling down the table so that could potentially leave you know if Champions League slots come down to fifth place then you know you're going to be looking seventh or eighth in Serie A could put you into could put you into European competition and that'd be that'd be an amazing way to end the season for these teams
1: oh yeah incredible and it's great you know it is great that there is so much to fight for um in, in the league, it, it's almost like Serie B. That you know, you've got the fight at the bottom half, and then you've got the the the, the fight at the top half. There, there there aren't many teams that don't have much to it, it, exactly. Which is
0: you know, in a twenty team league, is quite is quite remarkable. And just to, to round things out, really, I suppose that you know these teams fighting for Europe. We saw some quite good performances in Europe yeah. during the week. I mean, above. Above them all, I would put Lazio's win over over Bayern Munich. I mean, did you watch that game? And what, what did you were you surprised that I, I didn't managed? see the game.
1: I, I only saw the the highlights. But yeah, I was surprised to be perfectly honest. But you know, it it just shows that Sari, you know, has his. I've got my issues with him, <laughs> his style and everything. But he he know he's a very astute manager, and he can. He, you know, I think he. Um, he did, a, a, good, job he on did a job. He did a job exactly, and whether you know, I, I I just hope that they can they can hold out. It, it's one of these games that you you worry they got that win. Will if Bayern I, got an early go in the second leg, then I yeah, worry that it could I, fall. I, I also worry that it's three weeks to yeah.
0: the return leg. That that was you know my biggest concern is Bayern. You know they had lost in the league, which is highly unusual they are on a bit of a low run of form. The people that watch more German football than I do, which is almost everyone, um, have said that, you know, they're not quite clicking as they they were. So, you know, if you get a good result, you really want to get your hands on them again. But the the vagaries of the schedule schedule mean that it's another three weeks before they get... But, I mean, they limited... They never had a shot on goal. I mean, in the early exchanges, they had a couple of half chances... And then they just absolutely marshaled them well. Had one good chance on the break that they didn't take, and then you know got got the chance. And your man, your man Immobile, is cool as a cool as a cucumber. Steps up and takes the penalty. The, the one thing I suppose is you know is one goal enough? Yeah. And As you say, if if they concede um, early on, then you know it could be dangerous and you know as a Fiorentina fan with a long and bitter memory of (laughs) Bayern Munich I know that they can get decisions in their favour as well on their home turf that might well that might well help them through so you know but nonetheless I too was a bit surprised that you know that Lazio had that performance in them they have improved Mm. as the season goes on and I mean it may be Sary was right, you know, when he said they can't compete on two fronts because yeah, they lost it at, yeah. the, at okay. the weekend. And, but they have got again another team with a, you know, a, an absolutely outstanding start in eleven. Perhaps not the, perhaps not the depth there, but you know, so I would say, you know, if I, I would say, wrap them up, forget the league, and focus on that, focus on that Bayern game because you know they've got the opportunity to go much deeper into the. Um, into the uh, Champions League than anyone saw them in the group stages would have thought, you know, because their group stages weren't... I mean, they got some good results, but they weren't breathtaking by any stretch of the imagination. But they were really well organised and really sharp on the break in that game. And I thought that, as you say, is credit to Sarri for setting them up right. Um, And that's the thing I think Italian football always has, is, you know, tacticians... They're good at finding a weak spot yeah. in an opponent and they're good at exploiting it. So long may that continue and who knows? We'll maybe have ten or twelve places in Europe in the <laughs> not too distant in the not too distant future. Everybody, even if you win the Serie B playoffs, you'll be going into Europe soon. Not, not bad B-
1: for a farmers league is, is
0: Exactly, exactly. And on that note, having had a jibe, a dig at the Primo, let's let's call it let's call it quits there and go and crack open a crack open a Chianti or a nice a nice Venetian wine for your good self and uh, and ease the pain of a frustrating yep. a frustrating weekend and uh, as always. If you've enjoyed listening to this this nonsense, then please let people know and, and share it and spread the word as as widely as you can. Because I mean, we love talking to each other, but we like other people to hear it as well. <laughs> yeah. And we'll be we'll, we'll be like back other again people to suffer. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. We're, or take pleasure in our pain. Yes, you know? that's, I mean, true. If, that's if, true. If nothing yeah. else, so. Um, but we'll be back with no doubt more of the, more of the same next week. Speak to them. Bye.